podcast is a proud member of the Blueberry Network. That is Blueberry with no E's dot com. Blueberry with no E's dot com. Remember, you drop the E's. You're listening to the Otocast Radio Network. The very best in online radio. Log in, kick back, and turn us up. Oda Cast Radio. We supply your anime fix. Warning. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Even though the hosts are not mature. I think that dirty thoughts are very bad. And you want to know what else I think? I need to see you, Johnny. The following program is intended for mature audiences. You're listening to The Bonsai Beat, your weekly window into the world of anime, featuring all the latest news, episode reviews, and discussion. Jellicoon talks about GeekCon 2009, also updates you on what's been going on, news, DVD picks, and so much more. Episode 51 of The Bonsai Beat, and Zaldar's back. Bizarre. Yes, I have returned, Targs. Yay. <laughs> We've missed you. Of course you have. How did you not miss me? Exactly. Episode 51 of the Bonsai the Beat. Yeah, Zaldar's back. Yippee. I am the great Zaldar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, episode 51. We've come back after two weeks. Um, we'll get you the- thought you were, you were safe from us. But you are never safe. Yeah. So can we call this show still weekly? Should we do what the Anime World Order does and just call ourselves weekly, but release a show like once, maybe twice a month? <laughs> it's funny. They hey, you know who's going to enforce us? I don't know, but no, exactly. It was funny too because we, we could call ourselves weekly. Well, maybe or something. We're great. We're weekly. <laughs> weekly, uh, if we feel like it. Yeah, if we want. No, um, what's been going on is, if you listen to episode 51, I mentioned I'd got a job. Well, yeah, that is good news. But my day begins at 5 a.m. and ends at 6.30 p.m. Um, so I'm a very, very busy person, and honestly, like this show, it's going to tell, I have been only watching Comfort and White Album, and that's about it. Um... Zaldar 2 has been really, really busy, so uh, we're going to probably move to Saturday evenings, maybe weekly. It's kind of what our schedules kind of turn out to be, to be honest. I mean, we both do this as a hobby. We don't make any money from it. It'd be great if we got some money from it, but... uh, Yeah, if you would pay us to hear our... uh you know, great and wonderful wisdom about anime. Please do send us an email letting us know. Then, then we could, you know, <laughs> this bi weekly if you, you want to get that off. Of. Ten dollars a month, bitches. Oh, anime Pulse only charges five, but no, okay, we'll, we'll charge you ten. Well, we are so much better than them. I mean, no, I've never even. Uh, them, so. Yes, we are better than them. Yeah, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've actually been pondering subscribing to them finally, after three years of listening to them. Anyway, uh, last weekend I went to GeekCon 2009, let you guys know how I thought about that, and uh, I feel kind of stupid. For the longest time, I kept calling Kyle Haybear, Kyle Herbert, 
just how he spells his name. But no, it's Hay Bear. And all of you are probably like, God, that Jellicoon's an idiot. Can't even say that guy's name right. What's wrong with him? So Is he French? I have name? no clue. Because I didn't get my fucking Herbert. interview with him. If he's if it if he spells it Herbert, then yeah, hey bear sounds French. It's, yeah, he's probably French like mm, baguettes. Wee oui, wee oui, monsieur. Stewie. I don't know. It's funny. He wore a baseball cap backwards, and he didn't look like the old man in his picture, in his promo picture. <laughs> and I learned the scary truth of fangirls, because, oh my god. Like, for the questions, I will post this panel up uh, probably in a few days after this is released. And, like, four of the questions are like, can you talk like so-and-so and say this line? It's just like, oh god, stop wasting time. It's only an hour. But it was pretty yes, interesting. But, but it, I mean, you know, when they have a famous line, that's what that's what people do that on other sci-fi shows as well. I, mean, I guess, I guess. I don't know. Only an hour, though, and I didn't get my question answered. My question I was going to ask him was, have you ever been approached to voice a hentai or... You know, or I want to ask, is hentai, like, the B-League, the voice dubbing? Like, do you get your start in hentai, and then if someone likes you, you'll be like, oh my god, that's great, they come to this real show now. That moaning you just did during that <laughs> sex scene is just great. Come do Bleach now. <laughs> I want to ask him, like, how the hell do you end up in a hentai dub? Like, I just, I don't understand how you, you can nothing else you can do for money. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe you just don't care. I mean, no, that could be it too. Okay, he was very much a paycheck is a paycheck. Yeah. And he talked about like how the dub actors, you know, don't make money, and how he explained like you know they'll make 150 bucks an hour, but they'll only work two hours, you know, with a guaranteed limit of two hours. Sometimes they'll do four hours, and that's a good day. So yeah. The people in America, in America, it's even worse, I think. you have. Oh, no, no, no. This is an American voice actor. Oh, oh okay. It's not in Japan. Kyle Haybear is an American voice actor. Mainly for, I believe... Yeah, Funimation, I believe. But he's done them all. He says he does a lot of work from home. He's actually said one of the things... They, had him, they wanted him to fly all the way... He lives in California. ADV wanted him to fly all the way to Texas to do, yeah. like four lines and he had to talk him down to like let me just record it in my house and I'll send them to you so but no, he, he does a lot of you know what I should do I should just hire him because he does um he does voiceover work for like radio stations. he says he does like a lot of zingers and you know like hey you're listening to cake you not you know classic rock you know 97.3 the <laughs> edge you know or whatever he does a lot of that stuff. He said, you're like, hey, you're listening to Rock and Rob on Xbox Live Radio. Or, you know, just, you know, station promos, DJ promo, that stupid shit. He said he does a lot of that. I'm thinking about hiring him to do our do our intro. Get a professional intro made again. Ah, uh, I like our intro. <laughs> Especially our, this, this um, show is for mature audiences. Even if the hosts are not mature, except I mean, when VL, except when VLC decides to cut the fucker off, damn VLC player. But um, 
yeah, I mean, it was really interesting to listen to him speak. I'm kind of pissed off. I did get my fucking interview with him because, well, I'll get to that when the when the when the when I get to the review of the con. So, and uh, hold on, okay, sorry, I'm just not getting a lot of. There you go. I'll turn this up. That's better. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get right into the news. Alright. Alrighty then. I don't even have the folder up. Woohoo! I know. Oh, I'm a def- okay. 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 This week in Anime God News, brought to you by Anime News Network. And I deafen myself listening to that promo because I have it really loud. Not too much in the way of anime news this week. In the last two weeks, I should say. Because I picked, went through, picked up some interesting articles that I found interesting that I want to share with you, the listener. Funimation's parent reports, which is Navarre, quarter two sales are down, but magically profits are up. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Well, if it doesn't, I'll explain it to you. They laid people off. Mm, maybe. I don't know. No, um, they said they were losing sales. The amount of sales is down um, compared to last year's. I don't want to get into all the numbers, because if you really want to look at this, you can go you know, check out Anime News Network. Um... But the profits are up uh, because they have been getting the overhead costs are a lot less. They said so. Uh, for example, let's just say I can buy a hundred DVDs at four dollars a pop, okay? But then I sell those DVDs for ten dollars, okay? That's two thousand eight. Two thousand nine rolls around. Which so I get them for three dollars and still sell at ten dollars. Well, I'm paying less overhead and still, ma- you know, making more profit. That's essentially what's happening. And honestly, Funimation has been cutting corners left and right to make this possible. If you remember, they used to put four shows, maybe sometimes five shows on a DVD. Now they're putting six or seven shows on a DVD, and once where it used to be a two D, like, um. Oh, what would be a good... Maybe Orion Host High School Club would be a perfect... Exa- oh, maybe. I'm trying to think. I can't think of any DVDs off the top of my head, but... Basically, my point is... They're stuffing more episodes onto one DVD... Instead of spanning it out to two or three DVDs, like... Maybe it should be. And honestly, I think that's hurting us, the consumer. Because... Uh, that's a lower, that's a high, it's a lower bit rate for the show overall that can be used, you know, to make a better looking visual for us to watch. Yeah, but we have to buy less CDs, I mean, less DVDs that way. So, and I don't know, I can't, I have... Well, no, I'm not saying that. I, really not, I don't think that's the point, though. I mean, yeah, I can see your point, you don't have to spend, you know, yeah. $40 per disc when you're getting one or two. But seriously, when's the last time... I think right now the only DVDs that I'm buying that are... Excuse me, current release is Hayate the Combat Butler, which are coming in single sets with about seven episodes per disc. 
But everything else, like this year, what new licenses has Funimation picked up and you know ran with? Not that many. I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know they're out there because we've announced them several times. But I mean, a lot of the stuff this year has been re-re-re-re-re-release box sets at a low price point. You know, sure. Dragon Ball Z, the season one uncut version that they probably had for years. And they're like, hey, Dragon Ball Z fans, $90 or $60 or whatever the price it is to re-get what you've already seen with a few added tokens, you know. With more blood. Exactly. Not even that. It's just like, you know, advertising spots and clean opening and closings. I don't know. I don't watch that crap. So, anyway. And right I, now we just lost half our viewers. Man. No. No, we really, we like Dragon Ball Z. Well, no, we don't, but it's okay if you do. Yes. But, um, <laughs> no, the really interesting fact that came out of this call, though, was, first off, Funimation has first-look rights to every license. That are the is amazing. What was that? They are the bad boys in anime now, I mean... Everybody else went out of business, and they're the people who survived. So. Well, everyone, there's still companies. But yeah, Funimation's the people that, you know, that have... And then there's the other thing. They said they own 56 to 60% of the market share in anime DVDs yeah, in America. Surprising. I mean, I was thinking about it. The really two big competing entities left, Viz and Bandai. I mean, Right Stuff slash um, Nozome are very niche titles. I don't think anyone... Yeah, I don't think anyone's clamoring to go get Antique Bakery, you know? You know, that Uh, sort of stuff. The the niche people from... Yeah, from the hardcore fans who watched it when it came out originally. From ADOV or... Yeah, they are. Yeah. And yeah, um... You know, and they got some good old classic titles, too. They picked up some of the Central Park media. They got stuff like uh, His and Her Circumstances, another good anime. Um, but, you know, overall, they're licensing niche stuff. They're not going after uh, Eden of the East or any other big titles that Funimation is grabbing. Right. Or, you know, they're coming out with Soul Eater here soon, actually. You know. That's going to be epic. I cannot wait to buy that. But, um... No, I just found it really amazing, the market share that they got now. I mean, it's not surprising. You know, they picked up Genion titles. They picked up the ADV or the ADV titles, you know. Oh, yeah, and then you've got Section 23. No one really knows what the hell's going on with them, so they've downsized greatly. You know, CPM died this year. ADV's dead, essentially. Um, you know, but I just think that first look, that first, basically they're going, they can go to anyone and say, we want dibs on your show before anyone else has access to it. That is amazing. I don't know if that's rare or something like that, but are you starting to wondering Monopoly? Uh, it, that's, I would not think, mm. I mean, I don't want to say no, because obviously there's competition. You know, it's not like we have a choice of Funimation or nobody. No, there's a few other companies. They're just not doing as good, and they don't, you know, they don't have the backing that Funimation has. And then, you know, but you must wonder, like, is Funimation getting too big for itself? Because they they even said themselves in their call, 
We are being very selective in the anime licenses we choose to acquire. Of course. They want to continue making money. Maybe they, they want to stop releasing crap. But that's the thing. Everyone bitched on the anime on DVD for, uh, on uh, Anime News Network that all the Funimation has been releasing is garbage stuff. But I think that's to each their own. But, I mean... Right, I mean... We haven't seen shows like K-On! licensed... You know, you're not going to because don't those don't so? sell the numbers that Funimation would have to have to. But uh, yet, Strike Witches is gonna. Yeah, Strike Witches uh, is gonna have gangbuster numbers you, because they're gonna you know have why? they're gonna have lolly nudity. Exactly. I'm gonna buy probably the first volume just to check it out, but. Don't. I don't know. I think you can watch it, it on the Funimation. It's stupid. Is it stupid? Yeah. I was going to check it's it out stupid. at Funimation.com. But yeah, the big thing with that is, that, oh my god, it's going to be uncensored like it is in Japan. Yeah, we'll be. One of Funimation's, one of like Jack Thompson or like Hillary Clinton or someone is going to be like, Tipper Gore. Probably. Yeah, I, I expect if, if they when they stop doing it for video games, anime will be the next thing. Yes. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, but no, I thought that was pretty interesting that they're able to make a profit with lower sales. But like people have been saying, Funimation's been cutting corners where they can. And I I honestly think it's hurting us. But I mean, like there hasn't been a release yet that's been like, oh my god, I can see the blocks and the you know what I mean. It's you haven't seen any DVD releases that are like horrible quality. Like you know, they took way too much down. No, you but know. I don't have an HD TV, so I can't comment on. Well, it's not just necessarily being HD, but you know, when you watch a show on DVD, you aren't noticing like, oh, it's really blocky, or why is it so? You know, right? You, you look at anime on DVD. Chris Bunch looks think I like would, garbage. That's what but, I'm saying. Because the, th- the ones, because I've watched some where people, other people have said it is. They're said things like there's cross coloration in this, and I can't see it. Yeah, I don't notice that crap either. I mean, that's I don't. I don't even worry about it. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is the plot good? Okay, then I'm interested. No, exactly. I mean, the only time that really, the only thing that really bugs me is like Bandai. They have the same subcolor for every character, and it's yellow on white. Yeah, and that's really freaking. But hard I heard hear. that the uh, Blu-rays. I well, I heard on another podcast. The reason it's like that is because DVD subbing can't do the multiple stuff like Blu-rays can. So if they're gonna start releasing sub-only stuff on Blu-ray, they can do things like the subgroups can, you know, make the characters subs different colors and whatnot, and easier to read. Because I'll be honest. Reading yellow on anything is a bitch. Yes, it is. And you're all that's funny. Why most, that's why most subtitles, I think, are white, usually. Yeah, yeah. So that's... <clears throat> you want to go and take the next one? Uh, I suppose. Let's see. The next one is... Oh, yes. Actually, here, hold, the, on, hold on. Hold on one the, sec. One sec. All right. I'm going to call you back because you went all, like, goofy. Like, you sound like you're in a wind tunnel, like in a tunnel. Okay. Nothing you did. Right, hello again. That's better. Yeah, Very good. Stupid Skype. Okay. Sorry, go ahead and take the next one. Alright. The Ponyo DVD is shipping both in North America and 
uh, Blu-ray on March 2nd. DVD and uh, There's also a two-disc DVD and plush gift set. Ooh, it's a plush doll of Ponyo. It is kind of cute. It, I could get that and totally make everybody think I'm... Creepy? Totally crazy. You're going to walk around with it? Put it on your desk? Yes! Put it on my desk at work and... No. See if anybody recognizes it. <laughs> I don't think uh, so. No. Um, a similar Blu-ray and plush gift set has not been scheduled. Uh, if the DD version works, there could be a Blu-ray plush version. Uh, I will say, if you have the TV to get a Blu-ray for this, this would, that would be the way to go. Yeah, uh, it's not going to make nice. a difference on my TV because I don't have an HD TV. Well, maybe for Christmas you might get one. Yeah, but if if um if you do this, this is pretty enough. I mean, it's Miyazaki, and if you have the the technology, you should get the Blu-ray. Um, it's originally slated for December eighth, um, but they're they're putting it later. And so since it's later, their final release is going to include a fabulous journey into the world of uh, I can never pronounce his name correctly, Miyazaki of Ghibli. Hayao Miyazaki and Ghibli. Ghibli, yes. However, he said the Japanese Ponyo, which I am not even going to trap. Try to pronounce uh, Panjo was born like this. No, uh, Hayao Miyazaki's thought process will only be available in Japan. That really pisses me off. <laughs> um, that's I would. That's what's most interesting to me. I want to see the what the, the Japanese Miyazaki. Guy. It's Hayao Miyazaki. No, Shisu Kaite. Uh, Kaite. Why do they? I hate that when they do that. Because they did that for... It's a documentary. They did that for... Um, blah. For um, here, now and there and here and there as well. And I'm like, I don't want to hear from the American voice actors. I want to hear from the people who made the show in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, because we... You know, <clears throat> knowing Noah Cyrus or my whatever, Noah Cyrus and whoever that guy from that religious Disney group Jonas, whatever. Knowing their, <laughs> knowing their all important thoughts on this show is just making yeah, me. Yeah, no. You know, if they did that, I'd no, not interested. TV. Not interested. Um, but the plush is cute if you like the character. Yes, and uh, and I guess yeah. I'll go into the um, the next story here as well since it's related. Go. For and evidently, it. it in the U.S. it has grossed over fifteen million dollars now. Actually, I've just checked it here earlier Sunday. today. It is at sixteen point nine million. All right, good, good, good. Hopefully, that means we'll get more of his stuff in theaters. Wow. Unfortunately, I don't think the Ava movie is doing that well. It didn't last long here. In well, it was Germany. a limited release. Let me. Uh, ah. And why the hell did we get it in Charlotte, North Carolina? It's a limited release. That makes no sense. That's why, because it was a limited release. Only select theaters got it for a two-week span. I can't see why we would be one of the ones that did. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. We are not that important as a no, market. No, sure, that's not things. important, apparently. Um, heavy gallon, but I just man. think that's cool that it's doing well. You are not alone. I mean, I'm trying you know, to... Threshold is important. Yes. Ugh, it's been in you know, American theaters for 70 days, uh, but yeah, it was only writing. in yeah. theaters during the October 16th to 18th weekend. 
It is still the fifth highest grossing theatrical anime release in the United States. Uh, below Pokemon 3, the movie. Blech. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Astro Boy <laughs> came out last week. What? Astro Boy uh, in 3D. It has made 18 million. It's only earned 102,000 at the box office in the United States. What is? Evangelion 1.0 has only earned 102,000. <laughs> well, you know, you know what though? You really can't say that's a bad number because there was zero advertising dollars. Sure. There was only two weeks at select theaters. I mean, granted, it was a lot of places, but I mean, like, and there's only so many times you can go to the same well for the same show. Even with crazy anime people who buy things more than once. Yeah. But still, the only reason I knew it was in Minnesota was because I did a Google search for Evie Galleon 1.01 for I forgot what reason what, behind it. But it popped up in Google saying, hey, you can watch, you can get tickets right now to go watch this Mall of America. And I was like, what? And that's the only reason I knew it was there. And I didn't watch yeah. it. But I, I, I would say 102,000 is there bad. because I was at the theater for something else and saw a preview for it. And was like, oh my god, that's coming here? What the fuck? <laughs> Why? And then you got angry and demanded your money. And back. then I didn't go see it either. <laughs> so, there you go. Did you get up and be like, sir, I am offended by that by that crap known as Emmy Gary. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Think of the kids. Big robots everywhere. God. Ugh. Being in the 1980s, well, you know that would have it would have not been good for me to do that as the preview was when I was there for watching Ponyo. People so, you using freaking people. It would have been uh, hugely ironic. <laughs> Were you the only one in the theater when you uh, saw? Ponyo? I was the only one in the theater and I saw Ponyo. Yes, doesn't make you feel, Just put your put your feet up on the back seat. Like yeah, bitches. Uh, I, I talked you. to the screen. It was great. I still love the line when the kids tells the. Uh, older boy in Ponyo, and he says, no, I can't play with you. I have a job. He's, yes. like, he's like, no, you don't have a job. You're four. Yeah. And then I he, laughed out loud at that line. And then he dies so, of working too hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he doesn't, but that's okay. Okay, well, some awesome news. Uh, if you're a Boxy user, and if you're wondering, like, Zoldar, what the hell is Boxy? I'll tell you. Uh, Boxy's a software... It got really famous. It's a fork of the Xbox Media Center software, which was used a lot on uh, modded Xbox Ones. Uh, it was very nice back in the day. You could play anything, practically, except HD films. Uh, it was nice. Uh, they went. They got a really good push because people figured out how to put Boxy on a modded uh, Apple TV. And what you can do is... It also got big because you could watch Hulu on your TV, which uh, Hulu didn't like, apparently. But um, you can just scroll through their menus, pick what you want to watch, it'll get it off the site and play it on your big screen. Or whatever you have your computer hooked up to. So, uh, yeah. And it can play all kinds of stuff. It plays like the Twit, uh, Netcasts, uh, Comedy Central... Really, any site that has a lot of streaming content, uh, stuff like that, it's really neat. 
can share music with friends. It's all kinds of crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, like I said, if you use Boxy or wanted to use it and didn't really even have a reason why not, they got Crunchyroll. You can now get the two together and watch Crunchyroll anime on your big screen or whatever. Pretty cool on your Apple TV. Ah, pretty good stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. That finally, like, there's a decent thing besides Hulu to watch in there for anime fans. Because you got your Hulu anime, but, you know, Crunchyroll has simulcast stuff. Yep. Um. Interesting um, thing I learned um, a while ago <clears throat> from a little chat about Crunchyroll and the simulcast of. Naruto has evidently been around for 10 years, the manga. Oh, the manga? Running continuously. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, I, I, hear, I heard a certain... A certain... I don't know if they call it a judgment or a word. I, I, I really don't know how to say On the Anime News Network podcast, one of the things said is Crunchyroll gets all the B and C crap that like Funimation doesn't want to license. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? I haven't seen enough of what they have to say. Um, what I've seen, that they seem to get decent stuff. I mean, they seem to they get Naruto, the... Naruto, they got... Um, I mean, they've got the Naruto simulcast. They've got... A lot of simulcast from the last couple of seasons. Now, now, I don't know if there's, these shows are any good or not. I don't watch all that much on Crunchyroll. Well, uh, and I can. There would not be much of a market for, uh, though. I really, really love uh, uh, the th- Three Musketeers. Uh, I haven't watched it long enough. Fairy Musketeers. There we go. I can see that there would not be much of a mar- market for it if someone licensed it. Mm. But I can certainly. I don't see much that. I don't consider it to be that they only get the anime, so no, I would not agree with that statement. God, I, I didn't think, think so either, because I mean, they even got some stuff like, um, you know, Funimation, oh no, was it, no, it was Bandai, sorry. I mean, like, Bandai owns the rights uh, to, um, fuck, what's that show? With the Gecko Squad, as Johnny Young Bosch. With the oh, yeah. Um, they, were, they were getting, um... Eureka Seven. Yeah, Eureka Seven. Thank you. I just did, which is I, a really good anime. Yeah, it I didn't is. like the way it ended much. It got a little too maudlin for me, but well, which turns into a, a lot of people thought it was very appropriate. Yeah, I haven't seen the ending yet. I'm about halfway through, but uh, you know, well, like, but so but my point is, Crunchyroll simulcast, not simulcasting, but you know, showing the Japanese version of Eureka Seven for mm-hmm. I think paid subscribers only. I I don't know. But, uh, you know, damn it, I was gonna frickin' cancel my subscription to Crunchyroll. And then they're like, BAM! We're coming out with White Album! I'm like, God damn it, Crunchyroll. Like a day before I was gonna cancel it, too. Because I'd been thinking about it, thinking about it, I'm like, you know, I, wa- I signed up for Crunchyroll to watch Fidupatsu Chan. I watched it, it was good. But really, I tried watching a couple other shows on there, particularly. Hitman Reborn, and I just couldn't get into it, and I was like, okay, I think I'm just going to, you know, save $6 a month, and, you know, if something good shows up on there again, I'll sign up again, 
Because I don't do anything. I don't sit in the forums. I don't do any of that garbage on there. I honestly, you don't do their, this, their silly little game on their silly little Crunchyroll game where you no, fight things? Nope. And the forum <laughs> is really boring. It's all yes, a bunch of kids going, how do you hide your your manga from your parents? Or how do you tell your yes. parents you're an anime fan? Or what's the most weird thing at school? It's like, oh, God, shut up. Well, they were, they were having arguments one in one forum that I was posting in there about um, a 12-year-old that died in childbirth in some Islamic country in Africa. And there were there were Islamic people on there trying to defend it, which was most entertaining. But that's, that's about the level of the conversation in the Crunchyroll forums, yes. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, that's the anime news. Oh, yeah, one last thing. Gundam Unicorn will have a simultaneous uh, March 12th Blu-ray and DVD release with English dubs and five language subtitles. And And uh, Pat's just passed out from joy. Yeah, he already knew about it, but yeah. (laughs) His comments were, uh, Bandai is going to rape us American audience with like an $85 price point for for this pleasure. Of getting at the same time that Japan does. Yes, because they're probably going to price it at, at the Japan um, price level. So, yes, they probably will. Yeah, so... Yay for that. If you want to learn more about Gundam Unicorn, you can listen to one of our past episodes. I think it's 34 or something like that. It's called... Yay for the Unicorns or something. I forgot what I called it. Gundam unicorns. That just Something. Such a idea. Yeah. Big huge robots with big horns. Yeah, and it's, uh, a, it's a freaking Gundam with a huge ass horn in its head. Yeehaw. <laughs> oh, robot anime. <laughs> you are so funny, robot animes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, I should probably move on to our DVD picks. There's not much, to be honest. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the Weekly DVD Picks. So, it's another week. More DVD Picks. Huzzah for that. I almost wish we could go back to last week, because there's, like, nothing. Yeah, go for it, man. It's been two weeks. I have no clue how to figure out what was released last week. That's the uh, important That's easy. Um, anime on DVD.com, and then yeah. you click, uh, yeah, you're right, son of a bitch. They used to just have a button of, like, what's been released. Yep, now it's, you gotta go to the anime, and you gotta go to, hold on, let's, let's check this more and see what it does last week. Uh, Claymore is about the best thing. Yeah, I was ever. gonna say the same thing, Claymore. And then, but then it just goes to, not by date, let's see if I can... Oh, uh, if you click more, it's going to keep going down for for uh, yeah. the f- coming weeks. Went back to like 11.24, so that doesn't work. So, yeah. That worked, yeah, no. Um, you know, if you want to see low-lie breasts and panties, you can always rent, rent Popaton. Oh, is that what that's about? Oh, yes. Well, okay, it's based off of a... Japanese hentai game. Don't ask me how I know this. Well, uh, you're you. I don't ask. I don't. 
wonder yeah. anymore. I've been talking to you for several months, and uh-huh. I've just given up on wondering how you know things you know. <laughs> anyway. All right, you're scaring me now, but <laughs> it is the um, it's a evidently these girls travel through time for some unknown reason. Their house disappears and reappears <laughs> another time. And the That's beginning awesome. of the anime is very, very good because it's about how that would play heck with any kind of personal relationships. You would make friends and then you'd have to leave and you'd go to another time point. Uh, See, I'm you, going to the Wild Wild West with Will Smith. Or, yeah, or you'd leave and go 30 years into your friend's future and your friend would you'd be the same age and your but friend would be, be an adult or, yeah. What, well, what the hell's going on here? This kind of stuff. Yep. But... By, but it doesn't really have an ending, and it is based on a hentai game. Weird. Uh, so, so a- would you recommend it, or would you say... If you're into low-lie anime, then yes. Otherwise, no. Well, I don't know. Don't ex- Honestly, don't ex- if I could get past the lowly stuff, is it a good story? Is it an interesting story? No. Or does it start good or fizzle out? It's It starts good... It fizzles out because it doesn't really have much of an ending. Okay. From what I've heard, I couldn't get past enough of the low lie to watch it all. What about like fan services? It sounds like there's a lot of it. Oh no! It is. It's all fan service. Oh. That's, well, that's screw the whole that thing. then. I don't know. Maybe I'll rent it out. Maybe I'll Netflix it. Been thinking, um, think, I've been thinking about doing Netflix again, but I don't know. Uh, little Snary, Snow Fairy Sugar is a good if you have a have kid kids. and you want to introduce your kid into anime or you think you're going to. Uh, who is releasing that one? That went out of print. I think it was ADV who had it. Yeah, it was. Or, and when they died, I was afraid that it was going to disappear. Because if I ever had kids, that would be something I'd like to be able to pick up. Netflix. Uh, Filmworks, yeah. But I don't want to own it in case I never have kids. Uh, like I said, I, Netflix. I would never watch that. <laughs> that would not be something I'd never watch. Uh, and if you're going to pick up the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl Battle Dimension, just please shoot yourself. Oh, that's nice of you. That's nice of you. Jeez. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I really, really fucking hate Pokemon. It's because whenever you say, oh, I watch anime, that's what immediately people think about, and... I think we're all freaky crazy because Pokemon sucks major ass. <laughs> now they think either now they think Pokemon or Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Z is only slightly better. <laughs> so, but yes, my recommendation would be Claymore out of, from the stuff from this week. Yeah, same here. I was actually surprised to see it's already a freaking complete box set. This feels like yesterday that show came out, but I know it's been out for some time since last year, so. Yeah. yeah. So we both agree, Claymore. Uh, well, GeekCon. This was my first convention I have been to. This will be fun. Yeah. It, first off, the layout of the hotel was just god-awful. So, basically, you walk into the hotel, and there's a big lobby... It's not huge by any stretch of the imagination. It's just a good size, you know, It's but it's not huge. There's a hallway on your left, a hallway on your right that go to the conference rooms. Or you can go upstairs. And then room, I think, three through whatever. I think it was like nine or ten. were all just rooms. 
Um, I was on the fourth floor. It was nice. Anyway, um, we got there Thursday night um, around 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and we went to bed right away. Uh, registration the next morning started at 10 o'clock in the morning. There was no signage to tell you where to go. And people had already started coming, dressed in cosplay. It was actually funny. Some patron staying at the hotel asked, What's going on? And the staff person says, Oh, uh, it has something to do with Halloween, some costume contest. I just wanted to laugh. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to laugh. Uh, so we're, they're not even going to advertise no, they're having this like, con because mm, they're so freaking embarrassed about it, basically. I, I honestly think the hotel probably made a lot of good <laughs> money. But yeah, the staff was like, I think it has something to do with Halloween. God. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pathetic is what it is because they're embarrassed about having this con. Yeah. So they're not going to advertise it. I don't know. You should not be going to a place to have a con where they don't want you. No, well, obviously they wanted them. They probably made a lot of good money off of it. There's a lot of people who got hotel rooms. They're not putting up signs, and they're not. Well, that's not the hotel's job. It was the staff. That's the thing. Let me. So the the hotel should know what's going on, and it should be able to say, "Oh, we're having geek con." It should not be something they're embarrassed to say. Well, I don't know that for a fact, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume. Um. So I ended up wandering around, and one of the staff members pointed me in the right direction. It was on the second floor. Uh, they didn't have me registered. I actually had to speak to the chairman in person to get my press badge. It was nice, though. They did count my uh, $20 entry fee and and whatnot. Uh, I got to step inside the staff room early on before the con officially started, and the staff was running around like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. I mean... Like I said, there was no even no signage until a couple, maybe an hour, hour and a half after the initial registration process that you know it opened, and then literally from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. there was nothing to do. I mean, oh wait, sorry, no, I'm wrong. There was the viewing rooms, the screening rooms, but I mean, still, um, the layout, in my opinion, was one of the worst hindering factors of this convention. So like I was explaining to you, the entryway was like an open area. There was a couple tables you could sit at, you know, whatnot. And then there was two hallways. On the left side, uh, there was the two viewing rooms and some other room. I forgot what it was for. I think it had something to do with the the masquerade thing or something to do with cosplay. I... I don't remember. It didn't concern me, so I didn't really care too much about it. Um, and then on the right, they had the gaming room and the land game room and, and whatnot. So, early on, one of the big problems came to be was, well, the registration area was just two tables set up uh, at the top of the stairs. You still there? Yep. Okay. Cool. Got all quiet. So yay. Oh yeah, I just have no nothing to add. Oh no, I just I, there's always been like a little bit of a hiss or whatever, and it went away. So cool. Uh, anyway, uh, so at the top of the stairs are the registration tables. Right behind it, literally, was like a little 
like rectangle slash triangle of artist tables. And there was barely enough room for two people back to back to go from each table. Like, think of a rectangle with the bottom piece missing. That's the way it was like a big C. But there was so little room. Maybe one or two people shoulder to shoulder could make it through, but you'd still be shoulder to shoulder. It was horrible when three or four or five people got to the same table. Because then you had to start like walking around people and like trying to slide your way through. And it got worse as the weekend progressed because, you know, people in their big-ass cosplay costumes with... I know one person had wings. And they were big and bulky, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a tight space, you don't want to ruin their hard work, but, you know, you need to get through. You know, it's like you're pushing them down, but yeah. And the same with the dealer's room. The dealer's room had one entry and exit, the same exact door. It was just a standard double door. And on the outside, it went along the wall, and then there were tables. And then on the inside, there was another square of tables. And literally, the vendors in the middle of the on the dealer's room had to literally crawl on their hands and knees underneath their table to get out of their area. It was terrible. And I was one of the first people in the dealer's room when it opened. And that was really nice. I got to... Uh, getting there early, you didn't have to deal with people. Uh, I know Saturday afternoon, though, uh, it was crowded as all hell, and getting out and in was like a three or four minute task. I mean, because you don't want to be rude and start pushing people out of the way. You know. Oh, but you know those pe- there are people who do. <laughs> oh, probably. Probably. But, um... When, when I get... When you get through, I'll tell. See if I can actually. I'll see if I can find it now. But there was some uh, rules for people going to cons that were on ADB at one point. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just self-respect. It's being respectful to others, as much as it's crowded. You know, you you gotta be respectful. You can't be just pushing your way through. That's bullcrap. Um. So you know, I've always heard like you know an Otakon, an Anime Expo. You can find some really unique stuff, or they might have a cheap DVD bin or something, you know? I went in there thinking, like, oh, I'm going to find some, you know, maybe I'll find some interesting uh, items to purchase, you know, that are anime-related. I was sadly disappointed. I mean, I guess the only thing that would be considered unique was a shitload of Figma uh, uh, dolls. Or figurines or whatever they're called. That and there was a lot of messenger bags, a lot of scroll wall scrolls. Um, I picked up a Haruhi poster for $2. That's the only thing I bought myself. Well, that and a $3 thing of ramenade. I'll get to that in a minute. But um, what pissed me off, though, was there was four or five vendors that all sold replica swords. I did buy my brother a $60... Uh, energy, Halo energy sword. And it was funny because, you know, the, 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 the display models are, you know, unsharpened or whatever. And they actually ID'd me when I bought it. I'm like, okay, maybe they just don't want you to poke anyone in the eye or something. Well, this week I gave it to my brother. We opened it and one of the blades were sharp as fuck. Like you could go literally like cut something with it. All right. And I was like, oh, no wonder they ID'd me. 
Yeah. Yeah. A real sport, man. No, yeah, it was a real. It's, it was real metal. It looked. It looked really badass. Um, I got that for his little his little Halo shrine that he made. But um, no, I couldn't believe it. Like the. Yeah, well, he's a big Halo fan, so. But uh, yeah, like the the sword was actually sharp. I was actually shocked when I pulled it out and rubbed my hand against it. I'm like, oh, whatever, it's sharp. And sure enough, I'm like, oh crap! Wow, <laughs> no wonder they ID'd me. But literally, there was like four dealers doing nothing but replica swords. But a lot of them were like the Naruto sword or the Bleach. Well, I guess not Naruto, but Bleach. You know, Final Fantasy 13 or Final Fantasy 7 and 8. You know, video. There was a uh, well, actually one really neat. There was a Zelda shield. It was kind of cool looking. But um, the biggest, stupidest display vendor I'd say there was a local anime video store slash shop. They swear, they had brought their entire DVD collection from their shop, set it up in the middle of this vendor room. The guy excitedly exclaimed, 10% off all anime DVDs! The MSRP on those fuckers were $70. Like, the max that they could sell it for is what they were selling it for. When they got Kraoru Phantom Memories box set for $69.99, yeah, you can go F yourself, buddy. When I can hop on my G1 and order the damn thing for $29 on rightstuff.com. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Like... I understand this guy has to make a profit and this and that, but who in their right mind is going to buy DVDs from him when there's a Best Buy down the street or there's online? You would be surprised. I didn't see a single person buy anything. A lot of people went in there and a lot of people left with nothing. So, um... Yeah, I bought a Ramenade and... Freak, part of Autocast Radio, we were doing uh, a convention live earlier this year in March or April, and he kept going on about, oh my god, Ramenade is so good, oh, it's so great. So I paid three freaking dollars for a, like, a, a little bottle, you know, it was a decent sized bottle, but I mean, like, you know, it wasn't huge or anything, for a cherry Ramenade. So I'm saying they're reading the directions how to get the fucker open, because it's a marble, it must have got shaken up in the process. I finally get the marble off, and the damn thing explodes all over the table and all over my baby blue t-shirt. So I had cherry stains all over my shirt, and I had to run from my hotel room and uh, <laughs> throw, it in the, throw it in the bathtub. And uh, Ramenade, to me, the cherry one at least, uh, it smelled just like a cherry popsicle, and it tasted nothing particularly interesting. I don't see what ramen is so good about. Um, the other big problem I had with the convention, there the staff was nice. The staff was great. They helped you when you needed help. They were always visible. But they didn't seem to flex their muscle. Case in point, there was this video crew shooting interviews with people who were, you know, some of the cosplay I saw there was amazing. I met this girl in a in the elevator. She, I don't know who she was cosplaying as, 
But it was real. It looked like a Final Fantasy character of some sort. It was really, really lavish. So you know, this this video crew is interviewing people. You know, who had really epic cosplaying uh, on, and you know, it's junk like that. But this crew would set up in the most dumbass places. One time, they they I saw them when I was first getting registered. They'd park themselves in the registration table. They'd park themselves in front of the dealer's room. Like I said, one door. They'd park themselves in the entrance of the frickin' hotel. And it got so bad where I actually tripped over their microphone cable. And I put a little bit of blame on myself. I'm legally blind. I didn't exactly check my surroundings or what was going on. I was like, oh, hey, no one's coming in front of me as I'm going to the dealer's room. I walked right into their shot and nearly tipped over their camera when I tripped on their microphone cord. They were cool about it and weren't like, Oh my god, you jerk, you almost broke our stuff. You know, I apologized. But I was just like, come on. Do you really need to be here? When people are like struggling to get around the little space you made against the wall, you know, just so you can shoot your stupid dumbass video so it looks like it's really busy because people are walking past you. You know? And I really felt like the staff should have been there saying, Look, I know you guys want to do your video, but you guys got to choose a different place. Because it's just ridiculous where they decided to post up and do their stuff. And then Saturday afternoon, it got really bad in the lobby. Because there was a lot of teenagers, and they would get in these big-ass circles, and they wouldn't move for you at all. You literally had to push them out of the way just so you could get through. And I don't like putting my hands on people or pushing people around. I mean... But seriously, when you say, excuse me, can I please get through, and they don't even bother acknowledging you, let alone move out of the way. Like, no, this is my space. No, you're standing into the, in the, in the fucking stairs to go up to the dealer's room or the registration table. Uh, no, you shouldn't be there. And that's, again, staff did zero. It was really bad Saturday. People were littering. Uh, they would hang outside the entrance of the hotel, crowding up that area, the stairs. I just really felt it made us look bad, you know? Like, I understand kids are kids, and they're just hanging out, you know, having a good time with their friends. But seriously, they didn't show any fucking respect to anybody. Or the hotel. There was wrappers. I found pocky boxes everywhere. It was ridiculous. And I actually left that Saturday night. I stay, I went to three panels. I went to a Fruits Basket panel, which really wasn't much of a panel. Uh, I went to the Ravensoft panel. They're a, they're a video gaming company who've been around for 20-something years. And then I went to the Kyle Haybear panel, which I got audio from. Uh, otherwise, there wasn't much. Um, I, I guess I had fun. What I really liked, I guess I could say, not necessarily a convention, but the people who attended. I mean, like, the first few hours I was there, I didn't know my way around the hotel or anything. I found a group of, like, two guys and a girl just wandering around, and they saw me look at my map, and they were like, Oh, hey, do you know where so-and-so room is? I'm like, no, I'm just wandering around. They're like, oh, you want to join us? We're wandering around, too. And that was that. We just spent time wandering around, shooting the shit about anime, you know, having a good time. And, like, even waiting for panels to start. 
people would just come up to you, sit down next to you, and start shooting the shit about anime. I thought that was really cool. But, uh, I honestly think I would have had more fun if I would have went with someone who also enjoyed anime. I went by myself. Um, you know, I think the next convention I'll be going to is, uh, with Pat or you or something, you know, someone I know would have a good time too. Where you can keep yourself company, because if you don't know anybody, you're kind of just there by yourself. And the gaming room is what they're really known for. It was massive. It was fun as hell. And I got to play Road Rash. A game I haven't played in 15-some years. <laughs> and then I was playing it, getting my ass kicked. Kept hitting, running into cars and stuff. And I was like, how do you be so good at this game? I suck at it now. Uh, but that is GeekCon. Uh, it was fun, but uh, I don't know. There's, they need some improvements, but for being in a hotel for the first time, moving from a university campus, I you know I think they did pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to talk smack about them. They did as best they could with what they had. They, uh, have you gotten any replies yet for, to your blog post out of curiosity? Uh, Anime 3000 or the bonsai? Yeah. Oh, yeah. what about the con? Not yet. I did post the same thing with a couple edits. Hasn't been posted yet of the, of the time I'm recording this on uh, the bonsai effect.com. I'm pretty sure I'll get a yeah. lot of responses on there. Because this is pretty much what you have described as the. Is it pretty common? Is, yeah, the big con experience. This is pretty much what it's like. Um,. This is from a... Someone was asking for con tips on AOD, um, animeondvd.com. And these, these were the the con tips somebody gave to go to AX. I don't know, I'm not going to read all of these. But yeah. Some of these, you know, it is common sense kind of things. And it's things that you're like, oh my God, people actually do this. Um, thou shall bring as much cash as possible. Oh, the ATMs go out of business quickly. I didn't have that problem. I... Of course, all I got was a hundred dollars out of there, so that's and I spent two dollars on myself. <laughs> Thou shall not spend all your money in the dealer's room. Make sure you still have money to eat. Mm-hmm. He has seen people beg for lunch money at these cons because they spend all their money on some sale manga or DVD box. That is stupid. Uh, Thou shall bring an official form of identification and your registration card, so because they will ask for it when you sign in. Well, oh, especially when it's eighteen plus stuff. Thou shalt bring a pillow. Thou shalt bring comfortable shoes and clothes. Thou shalt bring at least one set of mild winter clothing. Uh, thou shalt not overpack. Don't bring more shit than you're going to need. I'd almost say, too, if you're, if you're flying, bring an extra empty bag for your stuff you buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, thou, I love this one. Thou shall bathe during the con. Yeah. Preferably every day. That, that was a crazy thing, too. The gaming room and the viewing rooms were 24-7. I mean, the viewing rooms had, quote-unquote, air-out times. Like, um, <laughs> you know. Like air-out be- times. Oh, my gosh. After they called them air-out times. That's so bad. And it's funny. They even showed hentai. At like 
there was one show I did want to watch that I was kind of bummed I didn't get to watch because at four in the morning. No, it's not a hentai, but it was the sequel to XL Saga called Pony Pony Pony. Uh, no, no, that's Pony. pretty much a hentai. Is it? Well, still, oh, it's done by yeah. XL Saga, and it was it was in the WTF block of programming. But I'm yeah, like, fuck that! I'm not getting up at four o'clock in the morning to watch a to watch an anime. But um, I believe those this, were this is the. This is one of the few animes on AOD that has received a D grade. There's a reason for it. Puny Puny Palmy? Yes. It is incredibly bad. (laughs) Incredibly bad. Really? That's that's why they were showing it at four in the morning. Because (laughs) it sucks. It was awful. Uh, I'm glad I didn't get up and watch it. But, um, yeah, they were 24-7. They had arrow times. Usually they're a half an hour to an hour. Like, between midnight and 1 a.m., there was a hour air out time, but the game room and the land gaming room were open twenty four seven. Thou shall not try to speak Japanese. Yeah, that'd be rude. That's that's you know. Thou shall not stalk or and or harass the guests. Uh, you know, you should eat. That's the other. You thing. should I eat. That's sad. Have to tell you that eat. Well, they have to tell you to shower, so... Oh, that's true, too. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I think you pretty much had the typical con experience. Congratulations. Yay, me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I honestly why I think... I have to go to a big, huge con. Yeah, I honestly think, like you said, a lot of the stuff I probably pretty common. Um, what I've heard from, like, podcasts like Anime, on Wor- you know, Anime World Order... Well, they'll do a rundown of, you know, their local conventions they attended there in Florida. It sounds like we run into a lot of the same things. And it just really has to do with what hotel they pick and how they decide to lay out everything. Um, and then it's just people you deal with, I guess. Yeah, the kind of people who are attracted to anime and these sorts of things, unfortunately. Yeah. Seem to be the kind of people who like to don't take showers for some reason. Yeah, that is pretty creepy. Well, yeah, it was funny. You know, uh, me and this girl, we were one of the first ones in the dealer room, and we were looking through this big pile of posters together. And we got in an argument about Tokyo Hitman Reborn. And after the fact, because she was like, I used to like that show. I'm like, why? The show is horrible. You know, just giving her a hard time. And then I dawned on him, like, where else could I ever discuss anime like this or give someone shit about anime? And I'm like, nowhere. If I did that at, like, anywhere else in my daily routine, I would be looked at and be like, what, what, what are you talking about now? <sighs> so it was a fun time. Uh, I just think it would be fun, more fun if I had gone there with somebody. But yeah, I'm interested to see if, what kind of feedback I get from my blog post because... Uh, I'm kind of curious if it's just like you said, typical or. Uh, no. I would say so. It's typical. Do they have any conventions out there in North Carolina? Uh, not any great anime-only ones that I can think of. There's a gaming one, and there's kind of a sci-fi one. Yeah, this is what GeekCon tried to be: was everything. Yeah, and that may be part of the mistake too. Um. Because, yeah, they build themselves as, like, anime, sci-fi, geek, just general everything. And it kind of, 
I mean, it didn't really matter, it I guess. It too well. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, I was kind of bummed because, like, the week before, out in South Dakota, they had an anime-only con that had, like, good guests and stuff and some good panels. And I was like, son of a bitch. Wish I would have read anime-cons.com sooner. That's but, the main thing. I don't go until I know which panels are going to be there. Yeah, that was the other problem is we knew what the panels were going to be, but they waited until like four days until the con to actually like tell us in what order things were going on and when. That's the sign of a badly run con. But some some of that stuff, because of HN, H1N1, I've heard... Ah, um, uh, we had no problems with that. They gave out hand sanitizer at the door. Oh no, no, no! I know, but some people, like the Japanese people, don't want to come. Oh, there was no Japanese people here. They okay. had no industry. They had no Japanese guests. It was strictly their big. The big person was Kyle Haber. They had Spoonie Bards, some folk. Sing, I don't know, some other singer. They had two concerts. I never attended either one of them because I was like, fuck that stuff. But, um, you know, there wasn't any, like I said, no, no industry, no nothing. It was just a small convention. Maybe a few thousand people attended. They said last year's attendance was around 2,000 people. The one I went to was like in Minnesota was lucky to have 100. So Yeah, well, when you have a hundred dollar comparison. <laughs> Well, yeah. Small comparison to AX, maybe, but... Okay, yeah, but even AX doesn't charge $100 to get in. No, 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 true. But even in AX, you don't get college credit for going. But then, of course, with that, you have to pay 375 Uh that was 600 600 yeah, maybe. So, it was funny, I was telling people about that while I was there, and they were like, holy shit, are you kidding me? They were, like, but, amazed. But did, you tell them, did you tell them who they had? Oh, yeah, I'm they- like, yeah, Crispin Freeman shows up every year. Well, no, they also had people who studied anime in college, like who college professors who were professors of anime and Japanese. I put it like this. I put it like this. And then they had the guy who made Now and Then, Here and There. I mean, Yeah, I um, mentioned that Abe last year. I had just said this. It's a convention for people to talk about anime way too seriously and dig into things that don't exist. No, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I'm going to have to go to one next year, even if they have only boy love people again. (laughs) It's going to be all yaoi. Like, damn it! (sighs) Hopefully we'll get somebody good next year. Anyway, well, the good news is, hopefully I'll still have a job by this time next year. We can chill out and just shoot the shit. (laughs) I'll take your ass to the Mall of America. Oh, come um, on. You know you want to walk around watching stores. Anyway. For some reason, it is not letting me connect to Microsoft Update, Mr. IT person. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, don't do that while we're recording. It's going to kill your connection. Uh, no, but I'm talking to it for... I'm not doing it now. Oh. In general, it is not allowing me to do that. I'll take a look at it after we're done. Okay. Um... Uh, last week I reviewed Hina. Love Hina. Basically, my thoughts and a quick rundown were... It was interesting, but it took way too long to develop any really kind of story. And they put the obvious in front of us from the very beginning. But they played up the idiocy of the guy and the girl, you know, not being all thick-headed. 
And then I thought the, uh, the violence factor, you know, was funny at first with him getting hit every five seconds. But by the third or fourth episode, it just become the normal and it used it way too much. And then I thought shows like Ayoriyashi did a better job with the genre than Love Hina did. So what are your thoughts I, on it? I would say um, Ayoriyashi is a different genre because it's not... No, it's a love comedy harem. And yeah, they, it's not And they did a lot. I'll be honest. Ayoriyashi came after Love Hina, I believe. Actually, I guarantee you it did. Uh, it was practically identical in the characters. There was an American... One here, the guy... Ayoriyashi is the one where the... Um, the traditional Japanese girl. <clears throat> well, she wasn't exactly traditional, but she was just rich, and the guy came from some family, and something happened with a business oh, deal. No, she, yeah, yeah, she was extremely traditional in upbringing, and she wore, wore kimonos, and you know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would not say they're the same at all. That's interesting. I put them as very, very different. Oh, I now I like. Ayoriyashi better simply because it is more dramatic and less comedic. Yeah. Now, it's certainly comedic. There's the American woman who's stealing everybody's breasts all the time. Yes. Uh, but it's much more dramatic and much more, you know, we're in love but we're, we can't do anything and well, even if we could, we wouldn't because we're all so innocent, which is so h- hilarious because it's so different than the I guess I should say the what is considered to be the norm by Americans for Japanese women. But the um, but I really, that's interesting, because what you said about Love Hina is what a lot of people have said, oh, but okay. I never had that response to it. Because, I mean, like, but, I just hate the fact, or like, Keitaro and, you know, um, what's-her-face? See, I haven't watched so in two weeks, I'm already forgetting names. But, you know, like, the main two characters... They like each other. I mean, it was obvious on that trip they both took to the same location. They're both their glasses were unexpectedly broken, and they had a good time together. Mm-hmm. But it was because it's Kitaro that they don't like each other. And then finally, at the very end, you know, they're like, "Oh my God, I love you," you know. But it was like from the very onset of the show's beginning, you already knew what was going on, and then it was just like. Every day it was like, we're going to have a beach party, we're going to have a crab party, we're going to have a watermelon party, we're going to go to school. Oh, now we're going to meet some guy named who's an archaeologist. I did like the fact, though, that they had an episode dedicated to the fact that they were broke from having all those parties. Whereas in Ayoriyashi, they were rich, so they could just party all the time and not have any consequences. My my favorite episode of Love, Hina... Uh well, basically any episode to do with the the um, girl with all the strange pets, the girl with the turtle. Oh, Sue. Sue, yeah. She was just absolutely hilarious. Oh, no, not Sue. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, uh, not Sue. Yeah, I know you're talking about the girl from the island who yeah. uh, liked yeah. Keitaro as well. Mm-hmm. I, unlike you, I was never able to figure out now, and I think... You may have you may have watched more than I have. I only watched the series. I didn't watch any of the, the like Christmas. Specials. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the Christmas episodes either. And uh, after reading reviews of the uh, other sh- series, I don't think I will be watching them because like everyone said, I, Love Hina you know, again will ruin the show for you altogether. 
I was never able to figure out who was supposed to be the girl from his childhood. They did uh, figure it out. They did figure it out in the series, but they left it alone. Yeah, I didn't think they did. It really. was the girl with all the uh, pets. Or nah, something. Not the island girl. I think it was the girl. I what I had heard in, that in the manga it was the girl who was hitting him all the time. Oh well, they, they kind of yeah. You're right. Yeah. They really didn't a hundred. They they touched on it. I think they may have said exactly what it was, but they didn't like come out and say like, yes, this is a hundred percent confirmed because uh, right. the some of the right. storylines were they were all in the same location at the same time in that picture and yeah, so right. I thought the most I, I did not episode. get oh, bored of him getting hit all the time. Now I didn't watch it straight through. Okay. I watched it like an episode a week. Okay, see, I watched it straight through. I mean, the first night I had yeah. DVDs, I watched twelve episodes. That that's part of the problem, I think. This is not a show that you should watch straight through. Because, yeah, <laughs> you know. but if you watch it, give yourself a break. Come back and watch it. It's funny again. Because it is still funny. I mean, that kind of slapstick stuff, unless you get too much of it at one time, mm-hmm. is still funny. And it's like, oh, here he goes again, unfortunately breaking in on them and making himself look yeah, like Yeah, but come on. I mean, a lot of it, though, was like, um, you know, everyone jumping the conclusion and, oh, my God, oh! oh my God, yes. <laughs> and yeah, we're both no, definitely I, jumping to a conclusion. That's what made it funny. I don't know. It just got kind of <laughs> old for me, in my opinion, but... Just because you watched it twelve episodes at a time, I think but that might be true too. The um, some of the episodes didn't make any sense to me. There was the episode, like the episode with the robot. Yeah, that was weird. Like out of the blue, totally didn't like, make any sense to me. And um, how like, he could understand her? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it was totally out of left field. Um, but I, anything to do with the girl from the island was just absolutely hilarious. Yeah, and they and they always liked. She always liked him falling on Kitaro and stuff. And she's like, "I'm okay with this. Gee, yeah. This can keep happening." I, I wish they had ex- been more specific about what actually was going on. I wish they would have explored more with the. You know, I should get names. So we can actually. Uh, but yeah, I wish the, they would have explored more uh, with the other girl, you know, like, hadn't yeah. been like, well, if, you know, she doesn't want to date me, I'll date this other girl. You and know. I was truly, it was a little odd for me that we never figured out exactly why everybody was in that house. I mean, some of the, no. one of the girls, especially. Well, it's because like, it was a dorm room. They tell you exactly why. Well, no, no, but one of them was a girl that was still in middle school. I'll say, yeah, Naru. Sorry, Naru was a girl that he was in love with, and then the island girl was... Um, the youngest one was still in middle school, and I was never explained why she was not really with her parents. Oh, they explained why. Yeah, she was closer for her to be there to go to school. You're talking about um, uh, Shinobu. Yeah. By the way, Shinobu was my favorite character. I I think I just liked the voice actor who played her. She was so just cute and. She was always, you know, always in love with Keitaro and always jumped to conclusions. Or like the episode about the first kiss. I thought that was a really fun episode. It's pretty funny. Everyone was like nonchalant about it. When in reality, no one had actually ever kissed anybody. Yeah, now, did they do an episode where they made fun of, um, like, D&D and things like that? Or was that another Yeah, no, there was an episode where, yeah, that was another weird episode. 
where they all fell asleep playing that D that playing like that Zelda ripoff game, and they all showed up in his in Keitaro's dream. Okay, yeah. Was, I remember that episode being totally ridiculous, but totally fine. That one in the play episode, where they had to, like, they had a beach house because they ran out of money, so they started a, a beach restaurant. <laughs> but they, <laughs> yeah, had to, like, they had to do a play, and there was nudity. <sighs> I remember thinking that one was pretty hilarious as well. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I, I, I think I liked it more than you did, uh, but the... I can I can see where if you would watch. Oh yeah, Mitsumi was the uh, the girl that uh, uh, Taro was all you know in love with. Like, oh hey, we failed together three times and we're idiots. That was the other girl we were talking about on the on the island. All right. So. And they were both. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they were both clumsy. She should not have been getting into college. <laughs> well, no, I remember she was super smart, but she kept getting sick. So she's like, I kept failing because I kept getting sick halfway through the test. Whereas K. Taro was just a terrible <laughs> at school. Is, I don't. Uh, maybe it's been so long since I've seen it, but I yeah, I, no, I, I understand. Laugh. It's one of those. Things. About, I, I I laugh even thinking about that anime now. Still, I mean, if I watched it again, I might totally have a different response. See, I don't even know if I want to watch. Do you? Do you want me to mail it to you? Oh no, no, no! Don't do that. I'll rent it if I want to watch it again. I don't know if it's something I would watch again. Like, really, the only shows I've rewatched is Full Metal Panic and mm, Parts of Marmalade Boy, Air Gear, and that's really about it. I was watching Air Gear on uh, on uh, video on demand on Comcast. I was actually shocked to find they left the nudity in on the video on demand. I was actually surprised. I was like, wow, they didn't cut anything. And all the swearing. Do you, I, I know, I only buy things that I think I might rewatch. Well, I mean, yeah, a lot of the things I've purchased, the only really big thing I've watched or that I've bought cold was Ranma One Half. And I got lucky for the most part on that show. I like Ranma, but it's you know, a million episodes and they never is. Well, it is this is the anime that never is. Yeah, I do plan on buying the remaining five box sets I need to buy. And especially now when they're all thirty dollars a piece compared to the fifty dollars I was paying before. But um yeah, Ronma one half and Midori Days were the only two shows I've really bought cold. Otherwise everything I own has been something I've watched. Like, Elfin Lied was the... I started watching the first volume. I liked it. I went and bought the box set. Uh, or on Host High School Club. I watched the first half of the show on Funimation.com. I really liked it. I went and purchased it. I think I reviewed Elfin Lied at one point, didn't I? I do not believe so. Uh, I need to do that then. Yeah. Bloodiest anime of all time. I think I've already reviewed it, but I don't know. We well, could always bring it back up again. Not a big deal. But, uh, well, no, Gantz would be worse. Well, okay, I've kind of seen that one. Yeah, Gantz, I started watching on com back when they were illegal. I liked it. I finally found it for cheap on, on, anim- on uh, rightstuff.com last year during their buy 
50 for or buy you know 50 discs for a hundred dollars or whatever the sale 25 for 50 or whatever the sale was but um yeah i'm like you i only buy stuff i know i'm gonna possibly like i can't be like pat where he like buys anything and everything it's like man this money you're spending on this stuff i'd rather purchase something i know i'm gonna watch and like and would you I should send you the picture of my of, of my new DVD shelf that I that I bought. It's an adjustable shelf. I still had to pull my DVD shelf, my other my DVD case out because I still don't have enough room. I'm sorry, <laughs> I just can't imagine having that much stuff. I've got, I've got about. Couple, we should probably wind uh, down now. It's nine twenty-one where I am, and we both got to get up early more. Yeah, yeah, very, very true. Okay. Well, um, hopefully this week, sometime this week, I'll get around to updating the bonsai beat. You know, bonsaibeat.com. Uh, I've been very lazy. It hasn't been updated. It doesn't even have episode fifty or forty-nine. I don't think listed for either episode or something. No, it doesn't have episode 50 even posted on there. So I'll get around to doing that. Um, check out the bonsaibeat.com. You can read my written review of GeekCon. Pretty much summarize the same thing I just said here. But uh, it's also a good good website. Uh, Zoldar's anime on DVD profile. Or his Crunchyroll profile. And... Uh, yeah, Otacast Network, com. There you'll find a bunch of other really good podcasts to check out with anime and other stuff. So, uh, until our next show, hopefully sooner rather than later. Jill Coon saying, Yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, until next time. Peace out.